YouTube comments, diving into those. And Cody and I take one last look ahead of Sunday's matchup versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Texans beat reporter Cody Davis, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. It's the weekend. Hmm. I don't know about y'all, man, but. I'm in a great mood, right? The Texans have an opportunity to play spoiler to not only the Jacksonville Jaguars, they play spoiler to the Tennessee Titans. Last this was a week, big so maybe, one, by the way, because, man. A big one. Uh, so two back-to-back weeks of possibly being able to upset the overdog. I don't know. It would used to be <laughs> underdogs in these games. Um, and another opportunity for everybody up top, Cal McNair, right? Nick Casario, right? Everybody else in the personal department to evaluate the players evaluations. and the coaching staff. And mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. guys, at this point of this season, I'm super excited to talk about the players that I believe you should keep around, the coaching staff that I believe you should keep around, some of those personnel guys on that staff. Um, that are coming in the offseason, of course, we know that. But as of right now, we got to kick off the show with what? Those YouTube comments. Sarah McCoy. Sarah has always been one of my uh, favorite commenters on <clears> YouTube uh, simply because I can tell if I, if I meet Sarah in real life, she's going to speak whatever's on her mind. And she spoke about Laramie Tunsil, said Laramie Tunsil, think false starts and holding penalty penalties, resigning him and then trade him, resign him and then trade him for Pittsburgh, number one pick in the draft. I don't know what Pittsburgh is currently mm. picking right now, but Sarah, to your comment, and please comment when you hear this, do you think that Houston is going to select either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud with the number one overall pick or number two if they end up happening to get the number two overall pick? But nonetheless, mm. when they pick first, is it C.J., is it Bryce Young? That's my question to you because my follow-up to that is, well, if it's one of those quarterbacks or any quarterback for that matter, they're going to need their top two tackles. And one of those guys is Larry Tunsil, pro bowler, who I think is an all-pro this year. Trading him to re-sign him and then trade him, I don't see how that works out for Houston and their long-term success there. Yeah, and this is one of those moments to where I'm always questioning why people want to get rid of Laramie Tunsil. By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers have the um, number 16th overall pick, and I don't think that they're going to trade for Laramie Tunsil um, to protect Kenny Pickett too, because Tunsil, one of, if not the best left tackle in the game, but I'm not too sure if they're going to go that extra route because in the next year or so, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers move on from Kenny Pickett. You know, it seems like next year is going to be his 
Davis Mills type season where they're going to give him an opportunity to see whether or not he's going to be the quarterback for the, of the future. Had some good, had some bads, but I say all that just to say a lot of teams, it always seemed like they, they always wait until they get their quarterback before they really start investing in the offensive line. We saw we saw it here a couple of years ago with what they did with Deshaun Watson. You got Deshaun, his ass got sacked 62 times in his second season. You know about his you know about his injury history at that point. He had towards ACL not once but twice. And what did the Houston Texans do over the next year or so? You go out and draft Titus Howard, which was in, in retrospect, probably one of their best drafts over the last couple of years because who was that offensive lineman everybody wanted? Uh, with the Philly, he uh, went to Philly. Andre Dillard and Andre Dillard, Eric, yeah. yeah. I don't even think Andre Dillard is still in the league. I don't, I, is he? I'm not sure. I know, uh, I know he's been draft, battling, battling a lot of injuries, though. a lot of injuries. And uh, I remember uh, during that draft process, it was Andre Dillon, and I was a huge a Dalton Reisner fan, yeah. And I just Howard Dal- Dalton Reisner plays for Denver still, mm-hmm. he's, he's pretty solid. But, yeah, he, yeah, he's pretty solid, but he it's he ain't no Titus Howell, let's just say that. But, you know, and then, of course, everybody remember, you know, you go out and make the trade for Laramie Tunsil. And this offensive line, yes, there has been some downs in terms of the interior. But when you take a look at that front five, from the right side to the left side, Titus Howell, Laramie Tunsil, those guys have done a really good job in protecting, whether it was Deshaun Watson, um, Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, like you want to see Jeff the Houston Driscoll. Texans, Jeff Driscoll. I don't want to forget him. <laughs> <Kyle> Allen. <laughs> Allen, I don't want to forget him as well. But now it seems like the Houston Texans have an opportunity to draft a very good quarterback. You know, you take a look at Bryce Young, you take a look at CJ. Both of those guys look like they could actually be franchise quarterbacks within the next two to three seasons if everything goes well with their development. And part of their development is keeping them healthy. Part yes. of the development is giving them the, the, the enough time in the pocket to go out there and showcase what they can what they can do on the field. And that is making sure that you continue to put out a solid offensive line. I don't like the notion of getting rid of Laramie Tunsil. I know there are some reports that came out by our um, good friend DJ Enemy for ESPN. He reported yesterday that um, Laramie Tunsil is seeking a very big mass contract from the Houston Texans this year. I'm all for the Houston Texans just throwing not any type of money that Laramie Tunsil want, but close to it. Not only that, it's very important that they get some kind of deal done with Titus Howell. I do believe in terms of anybody on this roster, that should be your top priority right there, making sure you keep Titus Howell. But look, in order for them to to, to have a successful tenure with with, with Bryce Young, with CJ, you got to make sure you continue to put out a very good offensive line. And of course, that starts with Laramie Tunsil. You know, you just mentioned something that kind of sparked an idea of getting guys re-signed, right? This Mm -hmm. upcoming offseason, Houston is going to have the most money they've had in a long time to play with in free agency, in the offseason, to bring guys in. But I think it's imperative that they take care of the guys that they already have in-house, right? I know that the NRG, uh, they have a leak in that building, and some Hmm. souls are going to (laughs) move. But Laramie Tunsil shouldn't be one of those souls. Titus Howard shouldn't be one of those souls. And it's a couple of other players that I look at and I say, man, I know they only won two games. And I know that there's been a roller coaster of a season. But one thing about NFL teams, 
you are going to need bodies. And one thing about NFL teams that want to compete, you're going to need bodies that you can trust, right? And so you look at some of these players that are on an abysmal team, you need some of these guys back to be competitive for next year and the years to follow. Raz, Raz Sosa, uh, Pro Bowl bound, Houston Texan, Larry Tunson name starter on that podcast. Uh, he said that they need to draft Max Duggan and the number one ranked DT in the draft. Mac, Max Duggan, I don't know what he's ranked in terms of quarterbacks. I, I think mm. the is is Bryce Young, and then I think that they have Will Levis, then CJ, then Anthony Richardson as their top quarterback prospects. But Mac Duggan out of TCU, man. Had a great year. I'm a huge fan of him, but I don't think you can wait. Uh, if you have the opportunity to draft one of the top quarterbacks out of this draft, excluding Will Levis, because you know I, I don't see it, you do that. And I'm saying I'm, I'm a big, uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of you know the young man Carter from Georgia that plays defensive tackle. But I don't think Houston can afford to miss out on one of these quarterbacks coming out of this year's draft. And I think that. Mm. It could work out in their favor if they tr trade back with a team because they may be able to snag CJ after that number one pick. I don't think CJ is going number one. And, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out um, with this franchise this upcoming offseason. They got to be smart and precise about the decisions that they make. And, Cody, Ernie, Ernie Angel – so that's an angel calling you right there. Or Ernie Angel on YouTube said, we're going to the Super Bowl next season. I know that's right. I said that. Stop. Stop it. What the, what's that, Michael Jordan? Stop. Get some help. Get some help. <laughs> this team ain't going to no Super Bowl next year and probably not the year after that. But I do expect this team in the next two seasons under Nick Casario, who will presumably be the general manager. There's a lot of question marks around who's going to be the head coach, but I do expect this team to be competitive next year. And I expect this team to finish off this year competitive as they've been in these past four games to carry that energy over to next season. I know you guys are super excited for the draft, but also know you guys are super excited for New Year's. A lot of parties, a lot of celebrations, a lot of going out. A lot of driving. And did you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal? That's right. Driving high can get you a DUI. If you're wondering if law enforcement can tell if you're driving high, well, everyone else in your life can. Your friends can. Your coworkers can. I can. Cody can. Everybody can tell. So if we can, so can the law enforcement. Well, I'm going to tell you guys like this, man. I'm a big advocate of being safe. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI, paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back in Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Cody, Texans got a game on Sunday, mm -hmm. 12 o'clock, NRG Stadium, 16 to Kirby. They are playing a division rivals. This team hasn't beat them in over, what, three seasons now, three or four seasons. It's been mm. a long time. Um. But things feel different, right? We can't sit here and lie. This isn't the same Trevor Lawrence, which means this isn't the same offense. This isn't the same coaching situation, which means they have a competent head coaching in the building. <laughs> None of this is the same from the last two to three times the Houston Texans have taken on, taken on the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
the Jags are win, are picked to win this game, but for you, Cody, what can Houston do to get a win on Sunday? I don't think there is no greater answer than the Texans containing Trevor Lawrence, plain and simple. And I know some people might hear that and think to themselves, well, they, they did a pretty solid job at containing Dak Prescott. You did a damn good job at containing Patrick Mahomes, so much so to doing the post-game press conference. Patrick Mahomes actually had to give credit to the Houston Texans defense on the amount of pressure that they threw at him. And we saw, we, we and when you go back and you take a look at that game, you did not see the MVP caliber of Patrick Mahomes until like the last drive, but you did not see the magical MVP Patrick Mahomes throughout that game. They did a very good job containing them. So guys might hear that and think to themselves, well, those are two quarterbacks that is at this stage of his career are better than Trevor Lawrence. But John, I know you might disagree with this. I don't think over the last three weeks, there's been a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. This is a guy who has thrown for almost a thousand thousand yards, has completed 70% of his passes, seven touchdowns, only one interception. And not only that, he is the primary reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars are on a three game winning streak. And not mm-hmm. only that, he is starting to find his niche in the NFL. And I know throughout the offseason, I came on this show, you know, making fun of how Davis Mills was the second best rookie quarterback and all this other stuff. I just want to say I apologize to that man. Hopefully he can hear this podcast and not have a grudge on his shoulder and say, I want to make sure I make a point to everybody in Houston, especially Cody M. Davis. So, Trevor Lawrence, I just want to say I apologize. You are starting to ascend to that quarterback that everybody thought you was going to be when the Jacksonville Jaguars drafted you with the first overall pick. But John, I'm looking at this, this, I'm looking at this matchup and I'm saying if the Texans can find some way to contain Lawrence, they they actually have a chance. Yeah, when I look at Trevor Lawrence in the last five games, three touchdowns, one touchdown, three touchdowns, four touchdowns, and then last week, no touchdowns, but only one interception during that stretch. So four, three, one, mm. that's eight, 11. That's 11 to one. And by the way, I, that stretch. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm looking at three game win streak. You extended it to five. The Jacksonville Jaguars are four and one during that stretch. During that stretch. So, like, <laughs> Trevor has been good. Right, Houston has played some of the better quarterbacks in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, regardless of how you feel about him, he's having an amazing year coming off that injury. Right, so what I said on the on the crossover show was for Houston to win this game, they got to take the experience defensively that they just had past couple of weeks and use that experience to do what create those turnovers because while we look at Trevor Lawrence, and you know, he only has one interception in the last five games, four and one during that stretch. Houston in the past two games has created multiple turnovers, whether that be in the air or causing fumbles. So that's the formula for Houston right now. And it has always been the formula for Houston and this team. You want to create those turnovers, and I'll tell you why. It does, you know, amazing for your defense, but it helps out your offense. This isn't an offense, guys, where you trust Hmm. this team to go from 25 to the red zone straight. You don't trust that team to do this offensively. But you you may, to put points on the board, 
You may trust him to go from 45 to the red zone, end zone. You may trust him to go from 35 or th- to the end zone. Or maybe you can get a, a turnover on that side of the field. You may trust him a little bit more to put points on the board if you can get a turnover. And now you're looking at the opponent side of the 45 to the to the to the end zone. So they gotta they gotta create those turnovers. It's gonna help keep Trevor Lawrence off the field, but it's also going to help put your team offensively in a situation where you expect for them to score some points. And speaking of scoring points, I do want to mention, when you go back and take a look at that first game, there are two rookies that played a big role in the Texans winning that game. Derek Stingley, of course, he's not going to be there on Sunday, and Damian Pierce, he's not going to be there on Sunday. So, yes, the guys like... Royce Freeman, um, Damian King, um, you know, Tavier Thomas, you know, they have had guys that actually made the, the they had, that somewhat feel the empty void that those two guys have left behind ever since both of their rookie seasons came to an unfortunate end due to injuries. But when you, you just mentioned, you know, talking about containing Trevor Lawrence, you're going to have to make sure your DBs actually do a good job in coverage and, create takeaways and you go back to if not the most important play of that first game against Jacksonville it's no lower than a second play against Jacksonville when Derrick Stanley Jr. had an opportunity to record his first career interception at the hands of Trevor Lawrence we talk about the last five games for the uh Tennessee Titans when we look at the last five games for here I'm not Tennessee Titans the Jacksonville Jaguars excuse me um, what they've been able to do offensively. We look at the last five games for the Houston Texans, one turnover, two turnovers, three turnovers, two turnovers, three turnovers. That's a total of, when I look at this, that's eight, 11 turnovers in the last five games. So they can get it done. That's what's going to help this team get a win on Sunday. BetOnline.net, still your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season, basketball. And listen, you can even get in on some of this boxing they got. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports sports podcasts like you do here with the Locked On Texans show, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet to get your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners, viewers out there, our football family in the world, man. Listen, New Year's is Sunday, New Year's Eve is tomorrow, Saturday. And, and, and I know you guys are going to have a ball and have a blast, but be safe out there, man. And understand this, whether it's Black Eyed Peas, uh, you know, whatever your, you know, <laughs> your superstition is to bring in the new year right, get it done, man. Bring in the new year right. And uh, let's have a blast. Houston Texans, man. Cal mm. McNair. Mm. Y'all talk, he heard, he listened, and right now on their website, so this is, you know, please go do it. The Houston Texans seek fan feedback on possible uniform changes. Hmm. Over the past few months, this is from their website, over the past few months, we've collected data from social media and fan groups. 
current players, Houston Texans legends, and more. Now we want to hear from all of you. Take a survey. You asked CEO and chair Cal McNair, and me listen. The Texans are in the process of exploring possible uniform changes, changes starting with the fan surveys and focus groups. The idea was first discussed publicly by chair and CEO Cal McNair on a Reddit AMA Ask Me Anything form uh, form uh, sessions prior to the 2022 season. Cal McNair said in September, we've already engaged the NFL to better understand the process to formally start a fan research study hmm. in the timeline and guidelines if the fans research steered towards change. No promises, but we'll challenge everything and won't be afraid to evolve. Hey, man, listen. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say about Big C, man. I'm going to call him Big C. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say, but there's nothing like there's nothing better than when you voice your opinion, you complain, you shout about all of the things that you do not like about your franchise, and at the very least, your owner listens. Perfect example. Uh, if your girl mad at you, or if your girl is just mad and she's going off on you, you know what you can do? Listen, take it in, and work on some of the things that she's upset about. She hates when you leave the toilet up? Well, just put the seat down. In this case, we get tired of these old, fr- uh, old, old <laughs> jerseys. That represents not winning. That represents a player that didn't want to be here anymore. That represents a traumatic past. So you complain. Cal, listen. He's working his way to putting the toilet seat down and moving <laughs> forward. That's the best analogy I got it, but I love it, man. I know the Tennessee Titans ain't going to get those colors back. Oh, man, that I, would be I awesome. Love Cody. I, I do. I really do. And I think yeah. this is an amazing move. Yeah, I do too, man. It also shows that Cal McNair is doing everything that he can <clears throat> to fix the broken relationship between this franchise and the fan base. And this is something that he has been doing all season. And, you know, I know we come on this show and we talk a lot about how the Texans should not be in a position, you know, they had basically everything. They just needed to make a couple minor tweaks to the team and the player that they had. And then, of course, everything just exploded. But I love the fact that Cal Magnair, every since, well, not every since, but this year, when it seems like this rebuild was finally trending in a more positive direction. I'm not going to say the right direction because if it was, we would not be sitting here talking about a team that's 112 and 1. But even in the losing and, and, and everything else that's going on, they have the pieces to get this team back to the right track. And I love the fact that Cal Magnair is putting himself out there to make sure that he do everything that he can to fix the broken relationship between his franchise and the and and, and the fans. Um, John, I really don't know where the Texans can go with their jerseys, but I do want to say. On my behalf, I would like to see the Texans lean more so into the red color schemes that they have. Too much blue. You know, we had that for 20 years. The next 20, the next 10, lean more into the red. And please wear your battle red helmets more often. If I'm the fans, I'm just saying for your home jerseys, all white battle red helmet. 
You don't got to make no changes. That's plain. That's your home. That's your home jerseys. No alternate, no nothing. That's your home jersey. Wear it for the next, what, eight home games. Hopefully you have more in the postseason. Hopefully. But, you know, Bryce but, Young, you know, first uh, home game, all away, white, battle red. The away teams were, were, were the white. No, so, they could they could change it. They they could change it. So remember, because I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember the Saints. The Saints they used to wear their all black jersey, and there was a season where every single home game. I can't remember what season it was, but it was right after we got Drew Brees. It seems like their their white jersey was always their home jersey. Matter of fact, I remembered it because. J.J. Watt first sack came against Drew Brees, like I mentioned a couple days ago, and Drew Brees had the all-white, old-school Saints jersey on. Man, I just, like you said, I want them to dive more into that red, man. Dive into that red, and I think get creative with that blue. The hmm. blue in Houston has been so stale, so get creative with it. And, and the same love and attention that was created – Behind that passion for that red jersey or red helmet, do the same with that blue man. Just get get, get creative. I, so I'm gonna say this, and I'm, and I'm gonna shut up. The city of Houston, since the Houston Texans were born and birthed 20 years ago, really 20 22 years ago, 23 in 99 when it was. In any case, the city has evolved since then, right? We look at this city being one of, if not the most diverse cities. We look at this city being one of the biggest cities in the country. We look at this city being filled with so much culture pulled from that. The Astros does an amazing job from pulling from that. Hmm. The Houston the Rockets, Rockets do as well. does a phenomenal job from pulling from, from, from that and expressing it in different type of creative ways, especially with their jerseys. And so... Uh, I think that's the call to action here. Look at how the city has evolved and changed, evolve and change with it by putting the and, and well and showcasing it by these new jerseys. That's all you can really ask for. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Man, I'm Johnson, sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us, comment, subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.